welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations weekly podcast. This Monday night, Pastor Joanna Adams shared a message about breaking limitations. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by what she has to share. to talk to you about breaking limitations off of your life. So there's four limitations I want to go through with you tonight, and then we're going to pray. The first limitation um, that wants to come and, 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 and hinder your life, we're going to talk about limitations caused by familiarity, limitations caused by insecurity, limitations caused by words, and then limitations caused by witchcraft. So we're going to cover those four this evening, and I believe we're going to get a major breakthrough. Amen? So let's talk about limitations caused by familiarity first. So do you know what that means, the definition here? I love to do definitions because sometimes we we know what the word means, but when we hear it again, it kind of makes sense even in a greater uh, uh, level. So it means a relaxed friendliness or intimacy between people. The state of knowing someone or something well. The state of recognizing someone or something. So it's not a bad thing, right? Wonderful to be close and familiar with people, but there's a downside to familiarity. And familiarity can often cause limitations when we're trying to glean or receive from a person that we're familiar with. So if we become too familiar with somebody, it might begin to cause a limitation for us to receive what's actually on their life. And I want to read a scripture that gives us this example. In Matthew 13, 53 through 58, it says, And when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there, and coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Are not his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And are not all his sisters here with us? When did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. How sad. Because they were familiar with Jesus, he couldn't do many works or signs or wonders. He probably just healed just a few people. They had unbelief. Those people that were familiar with Jesus had put a limitation on him. And the son of God, the man of God, totally human 100% and totally God 100% was limited was capped, was squelched, was stuck because of their familiarity with him. They couldn't receive from him. They had unbelief. They, who are you? And you know, I would read this scripture before and I used to think, oh, you know, I'm not received when I go home maybe, like at my own hometown. Montreal is where I'm from. But as I began to meditate on that, I thought, you know what? It's not in my hometown. It's with my homies. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes where, you're, where you are with the people you're around and they know you, 
there can build, a, there can become a familiarity, and they begin to see your weaknesses, your flaws, because we all have them. There's no one perfect except Jesus was perfect, and they couldn't receive from him. So they're going to see your flaws, and oh, you know, she's got this, or he's got that, and well, I don't really think I can receive now. I just saw her freak out or have a moment, or yell at her kid, or whatever. <laughs> Anyone have those moments? And then what happens is, oh, right? And there's a limitation that comes, and both parties suffer. So now the one that's supposed to be gleaning, maybe you're mentoring someone, and that person's supposed to be gleaning from you, maybe it's here in the house with your pastors, you become familiar with them, and now you can no longer receive what they're releasing. And there's a limitation. And the flip side is that you, want, you are moving in the spirit of God. You're doing things, but people are familiar with you. And they can't receive, and their heart is closed. And you can't move freely. There's a cap. So what do you do? You do what Jesus said. You dust. You rub the feet with that dust. What is it here? What did he say? I wrote down. So you shake the dust off your feet, and you move to the next town. Or you just move on. Doesn't mean you have to move to another town, but you just move on. God's going to open up a door. If they don't receive you, just don't take offense and just move on. That's what Jesus did. He just left. He, really, it was the people that suffered because they could have had mighty works happen. They could have been healed, delivered, set free, totally transformed, spoken into but they couldn't receive, they lost out. Let us never become familiar with each other, with a man or woman of God, even with God himself. Let's always keep a heart because it's gonna place a limitation. You won't be able to receive what God's trying to release to you. So we gotta check our heart all the time and we have to stay humble and we have to make sure that that limitating debilitating spirit of familiarity breaks off and that we receive everyone in love, that we stay open in our hearts, that we are hungry to hear the word of God. We honor men and women of God and we honor each other. Do you know that even people in your own household, like your own children, can speak the word of God and you can become familiar even with them and not even recognize that God is speaking through them. This happened to me not too long ago. My son said something. It convicted me. And I was like, God is speaking through this young man. And I, and I repented. And I knew that was God speaking through him. And it just sombered me. And I was like, dear Jesus, I always want to keep an open heart to those that are around me so that God can speak through family, friends, men and women of God. And when we find ourselves being familiar with each other and dishonoring each other, we're the ones who lose out, just like those people did in Jesus' hometown. Come on, is this speaking to anybody? So we're going to break that thing off. We're no longer going to be familiar with each other. And we're going to benefit. And we're going to see the breakthrough. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you guys are all quiet on me now. You're listening. I got four points again, Pastor uh, Victoria. There's four of them tonight. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. Limitations caused by insecurity. Let's go into this one. 
So insecurity, what is it? Uncertainty or anxiety about oneself, a lack of confidence, a feeling of inadequacy, not being good enough. It produces anxiety about your goals, relationships, and ability to handle certain situations. Insecurity can almost be like a prison, holding you back from truly being yourself and feeling like you're valuable or worthy. See, when you're an insecure person, limitations are on you. It's like you're in a prison. And 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 5, it says, Such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. Stop being insecure. You got nothing to boast in anyways. It's God inside of you. And he doesn't produce anything that has no value. Everything he makes is valuable. You are valuable. Stop being insecure. Lean upon the Lord. There's an observation I've made, and, and that is that insecure people <clears throat> are often jealous people. And they have fallen into the trap of comparison and have measured themselves up against others. And they feel that they've fallen short, and often instead of admiring the person and gleaning from them, they become envious and hatred is stirred in their hearts. And 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. Another version says they are unwise. So when we compare, we, follow into, we fall into a trap. And we begin to measure ourselves, and then we feel inadequate, and then we wonder why I don't feel good. And instead of loving our brother and sister, admiring the beautiful things within them, like the gifts, the talents, the abilities, we become envious and jealous. And this has to go. And I want to, it does. And I want to read something out of my book. Um, if you haven't gotten my spiritual detox, you're going to hear me read. I have to put these glasses on because this print is way too small in my book. <laughs> so I want to read here out of page 71. And uh, the title here is, It's More Wicked Than You Think. Comparison often results in jealousy, which can be more wicked than you think. James 3.14.16 says, But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. This doesn't sound good, does it? If you are not careful, your jealousies can rob you of your relationships. If you are jealous of another, you are hurting both yourself and that person. Jealousy is also toxic to your physical body. Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Envy makes the bones rot. If you've been struggling with jealousy, it's important to acknowledge the sinful behavior and repent. Don't let jealousy fester in your heart. It will only destroy you and others. 
A wonderful way to combat jealousy is to do something nice for the person you're envious of. Give a compliment, give a gift, and on and on I go. I'm telling you what, we gotta get rid of this stuff because it's real, it's toxic, and it will put a limitation on you and others. It's a prison. You go around constantly comparing, feeling inadequate. And the very thing that you actually love in somebody that you see, that you admire, has now turned to something rotten and something that festers inside of you. And what happens? It'll make your bones rot. This is a limitation. And what happens is you will not be able to step into the fullness that God's called you to walk in because you find yourself always comparing and wishing you'd be like that. Well, why don't you just be okay with who you are? And why don't you repent for that and let God pluck that evil thing out, because that's what it is, and then begin to let his love pour into your heart and begin to love who God made you to be, because we're all beautiful. We're all lovely. We all have gifts and talents and anointings and abilities, and we all need each other. You know the scriptures about one's the nose, one's the ear. How can you say, I want to be this when you're that? Just be content with who God's made you to be and walk in that. And don't compare. And don't let the devil. See, the devil loves to use this. Oh, look, you can't be like that. You're like this. And he'll begin to lie to you and he'll begin to speak things that are evil and you'll believe them and then you feel, won't look, feel good about yourself and you'll look at yourself in the mirror and you won't like who you see. That has to break. This is a limitation. This limitation must break tonight. You are beautiful. You are anointed. You are chosen. You have gifts and abilities that need to come to the surface so God can use you so that we can all be blessed and we can all partake of what you have to bring to the table. Amen? Think of those potluck meals we all love. Everybody brings their dish. What if you don't bring a dish? We're not going to have enough food. Right? Let's talk Christian talk. Bring a dish to the party. If you don't bring a dish to the party, we're not going to have enough food, and we're all going to have a little bit of ration on our plate. But if everybody brings their thing, if everybody brings and makes it good, like and puts effort into it, doesn't go cheap, <laughs> we're all going to feast, man. It's going to be good and delicious, and we're going to all be full, and we're going to be all content. This is a good one. I like that. That just came to me. We can all relate to that. And our dishes can be like this, real big and full. <laughs> and it's never going to run dry. There'll be a multiplication at the buffet table. <laughs> Bring what you got and be happy with it. And let God use you. Let his love fill your heart. You are beautiful and special. Stop listening to the lies of the devil. He wants to beat you up. He wants to tell you you're nothing. He wants you to look everywhere else but to him. So let's break that limitation, amen? amen. All right. Next limitation can be caused by our words. We're taking responsibility for some things tonight. It's really time. We always like to do this, but really the best thing is to do this. Because if we do this, we can grow and we can change. And we can speed up the process. Because if you don't, you can spend 10, 20, 
25, 30 years stuck in the same spot. We don't have time. We don't have time. We got to get this act together. All of us. We got to clean up, get ready, get clean, get this stuff out, and get going. Come on. Guys, the time is at hand. What are we waiting for? You said something tonight, Helena. I don't know what you said, but I was like, come on, it's time for all of us to be used. It's time for all of us to step out. It's time for all of us to answer. Come on. So those limitations caused by words. Your world, what is it? It's framed by your mouth. You guys know this. Words are powerful. So we need to ask ourselves, what words are we speaking? What's the atmosphere that we're creating with our mouth? Are our own words creating limitations? Listen, Proverbs 18, 21, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. What are you declaring? What are you speaking? You can put limitations over your life by your own words. And not only will you put them over your own life, you can put them on other people's lives too. Words are powerful. They're very, very powerful. And sometimes we just use our words in flippant ways. And we let our mouth get away from us. And we need to stop that. You know, God only had to speak, and we know that the whole universe was created. In Psalms 33, 6 and 9, it says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. There is a creative force behind every word that we speak, and we must choose our words carefully, because we're either creating opportunities or limitations. And you get to choose. So if you're seeing some limitations in your life, I want to encourage you tonight, what have you been speaking? Are you seeing limitations in your marriage, in your finances, with your family, with your children, with your future, with, with the job you're in or the business you're trying to run or start? If you're experiencing limitations, ask yourself, what am I speaking? What have I been releasing? And I know there's a time where we need to share if we're in counseling or we're talking to someone, a pastor, and we're getting prayer. We need to say, okay, the reality of it. But if, you know, okay, my husband, I'm, I'm, there's this situation, and you need to say it to, for, so there can be prayer. But if you're saying it all the time, my husband is like this. This is always happening. My son, my wife, my daughter, my business, and it's negative all the time, what's happening is your own mouth is like releasing a trap, like a, you know, one of those nets and it, it puts a limitation right on it. It traps it. It holds it. It solidifies it. So you have to begin to watch your words. This is a big one. I, I have to get this under the blood all the time because we can all, you know, say something that's, you know, not right. And it could be even a joke, or it could be like, I don't know. But if it's not uplifting, if it's not positive, if it's not full of life, then you shouldn't speak it. Because it's creating limitations in your life. And don't repeat things over and over. Don't repeat them, especially if they're negative. If it's good, repeat it. If it's positive, say it over and over and over. 
But if it's negative, you guys all know that um, little scientific thing that they did. I, I talk about it sometimes. I think I talk about it actually in my book, how they had a classroom experiment, and they had a plant, two plants, right? And one plant, the kids spoke life over the plant every day. You're beautiful. You blossom. You're gorgeous. You're going to be big and luscious and beautiful. And then the other plant, they said, you're ugly. You're weak. You're, you're not good. You're, we wish you didn't even come to life. And they spoke negative things over the other plant in the same classroom, one directed positive words, the other negative words. And guess what? The one that had the negative words crumbled and died and didn't flourish, but the one that had the words of life spoken grew. A plant? We are much more important and more alive than a plant. Could you imagine what is happening with the words that are being spoken? Certainly what we're releasing, but even from others. If you have been raised in a negative home or you're in a negative house right now or people are speaking death words over you, you must break those words. It's a limitation and it has to be broken. Please forgive the person who did that. Release them. They don't know any better and maybe they're being influenced by an evil spirit. But nonetheless, that must break off of you. Because if it doesn't, you're going to find yourself walking in that if you've not already seen yourself walking in it. It has to be broken. The negativity has to break. Those words will limit you. And then I can get into a whole other thing about charismatic witchcraft. Where Christians are cursing Christians in the form of gossip or there's control behind it. It's nasty stuff. And it happens. It's got to stop. We've got to learn to speak life. You know, the old saying, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. Can you follow that? <laughs> Zip it. Zip it, really. If you want to try, if you like, you want to say something bad, you're going to say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to bless. I'm not going to curse. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak good things. I'm telling you, I feel, I'm going to sit on this just for a minute. Everybody take a deep breath. Because this is... This is something I believe people really struggle with. Born again, not born again. People in general. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody put your hands on your mouth. Father, Lord, we thank you. We understand the word. It says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And we just want to pray right now, God, that you would forgive us for any kind of negative words we have released that have caused limitations in our own lives and in the lives of others. We repent right now, and we ask God for the cleansing coal that even touched Isaiah's mouth, that you would cleanse our tongues. We need our palates cleansed, our tongues renewed. Father, Lord, wash us in your blood, we want to be speakers of life. We don't want to limit anybody. We certainly don't want to limit what you're trying to do in others' lives or in our lives. And we ask God that we would now be able to line up with your words, your way, your declarations. Would you help us with this to speak only life and not death? Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I'll just finish here in Matthew 12. 
on this point here, 36 and 37. It says, but I tell you that men will give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they've spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. That's a scary scripture right there. Every word? Like, I'm like in my 40s. I've spoken a lot of words. What about you? Every single word? It's sobering. I think we should be people that don't talk too much. Right? Unless it's really important, unless it's filled with love and wisdom, we should stay quiet more. Let's let him bridle our tongues. You know, Jesus, he rebuked a storm. It stopped. Jesus, he ruined a funeral. He told the man to arise. Jesus cursed the fig tree, and it withered. And so your words are like keys that unlock doors as well. Doors to the demonic realm in your life or doors to the heavenly realm. We choose the heavenly realm tonight. Let those words unlock doors of heaven over your life and over the lives of those that you love and even over the lives of those that you don't love. The enemies. You need to start blessing your enemies as well. Anybody bothering you? Anybody slandering you at work? Anyone causing you trouble? You got a crazy neighbor? Bless them. Pray for them. Speak life over them. I'm telling you what, this is the way of the Christian. If you find yourself op operating in the old pattern, in the old way before Christ, you got to shake yourself, break that limitation, and let's get back into the groove. Amen? Let's do this thing right. So we absolutely choose. Okay. Oh, I want to read this part. This part, this is really good. Listen to this. Are we okay? Yeah. Ecclesiastes 10 and 20. It says, never make light of the king, even in your thoughts. And don't make fun of the powerful, even in your own bedroom. For a little bird might deliver your message and tell them what you said. Did you guys know that that was in the word? That alone should make you afraid of saying anything bad. <laughs> it's basically, yeah, that little bird is going to carry what you said. So you could be in your room with your hubby and boop, 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 gossiping. And did you see what the pastor did? <laughs> Can you believe it? I can't believe And you're in the intimate bedroom there with your spouse. And there you are, bullets. And that little birdie's going to come and take what you said and repeat it. Oh, that's in the Bible. Yeah. And don't we do that sometimes? You know, Jesus perceived their thoughts. He knew what they were thinking. They didn't even have to say it. He knew, because thoughts are powerful too. And they are like words, and they're alive. And he perceived it, and he knew, and he would tell a parable to get them, you know, and deal with what they were already thinking. Don't find it strange, though, if sometimes you can enter a room, and you know what they're saying and thinking. I've had that happen. It's shocking sometimes. I step into a room and I can hear and their thoughts went right through my head. And I'm like, oh, okay. Ever happened to you? 
Yeah. It's time to change your ways. It's time to shut down the negative, the fault finding, the judgmentalism, the criticism, and the nasty words. It's time to shut that down because it's limiting you and those that are around you. And it's time now to start to love the body of Christ. It's time now to start to work in unity. It's time now to lay our differences down and go after the Lord and his purpose and plan in this earth. Amen? We've been fighting each other. We've been gossiping. God's taking those words. He's telling other people. He's showing people. They're speaking about you. I get shocked sometimes what he shows me. And I'm like, okay, didn't see that, but thanks for the dream, God. And now my discernment is up, and I'm watching that person. Because, see, God knows maybe what they were speaking about me and my, my husband as pastors in their room at night. And I didn't know, but now I know. And you can know too. And it's not to be like, oh, I don't like you. But it is to warn so that you can be careful and also pray for them too. He wants, you know, when I was a newborn Christian, he was speaking to me about people or things. But I was like, I thought I had to love everybody, which we do. But I thought I I was kind of naive. And I figured, no. You know, I'll tell you a situation. I was, I was a newborn Christian, and there was, I was asked to be in a wedding party, and the Lord was warning me. He said, don't accept. Don't be a bridesmaid. I'm like, but I was, you know, she was a Christian in the church, and he was warning me. I'm like, can't be. How can I say no? I have to say yes. And he was warning me, and I didn't listen to his warning. And I'll tell you what, that wedding was a disaster. Everything about it was wrong. And so many things happened, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You were speaking to me, God, but I thought I had to say yes and be nice and and okay, but you can say no, you know. We have to learn how to say no. I could have bowed out of that real nice and said, God bless, thank you for thinking of me, that's so nice, but I just can't do this right now. I don't feel like I can do this right now, but I bless you, here's a wedding gift, but I can't be in your wedding party. I could have said no, but I didn't know how to say no, and I thought I had to do and answer and be nice to everything in every situation, even when the the Lord was warning me, because I was actually thinking, that can't be true, because it didn't present that way, and sometimes things present a certain way, like this, but really it's like this. You know what I mean? And so we need the discernment, and we need to listen when he's speaking. And we don't get upset, because this, this was a Christian, a Christian. We love, we bless, but we listen to the Lord. More than we listen to anything else that someone would present. We all, Jesus knew their thoughts. He perceived, he knew and he loved everyone. He died for them too. So you got to find your way. You got to navigate through that. Does that make sense? But it's time, guys. We need to do it. You're going to save yourself a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of wrong turns if we can just say yes to him and no if it's a no somewhere else. That's it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Last limitation, and then I'm going to pray for you guys. Limitations caused by witchcraft curses. Yes, so there's two kinds of witchcraft that I'll just mention here. So there's curses released by, you know, the witches, the warlocks, and the occult, and those are intentional. 
intentional. They are intentional about releasing curses and praying against Christians and, and praying all kinds of other whatever they pray. But then there's curses released by the Christians, and that's called the charismatic witchcraft, and that is often unintentional. And I started to touch on it a little bit, just going to go through it a bit here tonight. Often Christi the Christian is using their words and speaking negative of others, releasing curses and limitations in the spirit. See, as a Christian, the words carry weight. They carry weight. And so if you find yourself under a limitation and it's a charismatic witchcraft that's being released, you need to break that. And I talked about it here a little bit. You know, we need to bless the Christian, release them, forgive them, but it must be broken. Because if they're cursing your marriage, if they are cursing your ministry, if they are speaking ill because there's jealousy in their heart or envy, those words, because it's a Christian, is very weighty. And it will, you will feel like you're in a fog. You will have a limit. There will be a limitation that seems to cloak you. And so it's so important to be praying in tongues every day and breaking off that charismatic witchcraft. A lot of control. There's control there when there's charismatic witchcraft in, in, in function, in operating. And so you have to be aware of that. And, and then there comes that, like, wow, how could it be? But see, sometimes it's really unintentional. The Christian doesn't realize what they're doing. And what's happening is you're feeling the weightiness of it. I want to talk to you about some fruits of what witchcraft can make you feel, whether it's charismatic or that occult kind, okay? Confusion's the number one thing. This feeling of confusion, a mental fog, confused about decisions, Anybody be feeling confused? Well, there could be a limitation of witchcraft that is very active right now during the month of October, or it could even be charismatic curses and witchcraft that's being released. Another thing is a desire to give up. I want to give up. I can't do it. I'm, I'm out. This is too much. I'm giving up. I want to throw in the towel. I want to tell you tonight. We're breaking the limitation of witchcraft off your life. Because I feel like there's been a lot of people who are close to wanting to give up, saying, I can't do this anymore. I'm giving up. It's too hard. I want to tell you, do not give up. This is the time to muster everything up inside of you and say, no, I'm not giving up. I'm crossing this line. I'm going to finish my race, and I'm going to finish well. You cannot give up. Don't give up. I'm telling you what, that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to say, forget it. Stop going to church. Forget it. Your church isn't going to grow. Forget it. Your marriage is never going to change. Forget it. Your kid's never going to come off drugs. Forget it. Give up. Give up. Give up. Don't pray. Stop. Don't give up. But this is a big fruit of being under a limitation of witchcraft is I want to give up. Come on. A feeling of numbness, a loss of motivation. So not only do you want to give up, but you just couldn't care less about doing anything. You are not motivated. you rather just sit in your chair, slumped over, and do nothing. <laughs> Come on, you guys are looking at me like I'm, I have two heads. Come on. Does this stuff not attack you sometimes? It does. No motivation. I want to give up. I'm done. I'm confused. Depression is another one. Depression, heaviness, sadness, sorrow, depression. These are fruits of a witchcraft attack. 
this is coming off tonight. I'll tell you what, I got a breakthrough. Some of these things I'm listing, man, I have felt like I've been struggling with them. Just this stuff. Devil trying to run you off course, saying, give up. Nothing's going to change. Throw in the towel. Forget it. What you're doing is not making a difference. And anytime those thoughts come in my head, someone will message me. Someone will tell me, thank you for what you're doing. Don't give up. This is my testimony. You're this change. When you shared this, I didn't know. It's helped me. I said, okay, thank you, Jesus. Okay, okay, okay. Even if it's one. Even if it's one. Right? Come on, we are impacting more people than we think. Your neighbors are watching you. Your people that you work with are watching you. You're different. The devil wants to tell you you're under it, but I'm telling you what, you're on top. You are the head and not the tail. You've got this. His light is inside of you. You are an overcomer. Amen? So we're breaking the depression. Also, infirmities and sickness can begin to come. When there's a lot of witchcraft release and attacks, people begin to get sick. Um, all kinds of different sicknesses. Another one here is sexual lust and perverted, uh, perversion thoughts begin to attack the body, attack the people that are being um, attacked with the witchcraft curses. Amen? So there's no doubt that when these forms of witchcraft are active, you're going to have to fight in the spirit and break those limitations off your life. And you can't be lazy about it, but aggressive. Everybody say aggressive. aggressive. Be aggressive. Say, I'm aggressive. I'm not lazy. I'm not going to sit back. I'm going to take ground. I'm not giving up. I'm going to see the breakthrough. And every limitation is breaking off of my life. Stand to your feet and we're going to break these limitations off. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, everybody move around for a minute too. And take a few deep breaths. Jesus, I thank you, Father, Lord God, that tonight limitations are breaking off of our lives. And we're just going to come together now, God, and we are going to repent. First and foremost, we come to you now. Come on, everybody. we got to do a little bit of business with the Lord first. We're going to come clean. Lord, we're going to repent for any kind of familiarity we've had with our leaders, with our family members. God, any way that we've been familiar with you, God, and we've been hindered of, of the breakthrough and the blessing that you've wanted to bring forth in our lives. We repent right now for any limitation of familiarity. Come on, guys. And Lord, now we also want to repent for any kind of insecurity that has caused us to compare, that has then caused us to be jealous or envious Oh God, we repent right now for any of that insecurity that's been festering in our lives. Would you heal our lives? Would you remove the insecurity? Forgive us for thinking in a wrong way, acting in a wrong way, for, for devising even evil thoughts in our hearts against others we've been envious of. Forgive us of that sin of jealousy and of comparison. Jesus, and Lord, thank you. And Lord, we also right now repent for any limitations 
uh, that we have released on ourselves or others with our words. With our words, God. Forgive us now for those times we've spoken out of alignment, we've spoken things that were not your will, when we've cursed others, and when we've judged, and when we've gossiped in the quiet place in our bedroom. And, and Lord God, we are sorry for the words we've spoken. Would you forgive us now? And Lord, any limitation caused by witchcraft, we're going to break that off tonight. But Lord, if we've moved in any kind of charismatic witchcraft, knowing or unknowing to us, we repent of that right now. Father, Lord, we just, we repent because that's connected with the words. And we just say we're sorry right now. It's so good to repent. If you're not repenting every day, I'm telling you what, it's a good thing to come before the Lord. Because these things can fester. We need to deal with the things that he brings to our attention. And so, Lord, we are bringing it all right now to the cross. And we repent. And now I ask God. Okay, everybody begin to pray in the spirit. We're going to break this limitation off of you. Every single one. Lift up your hands. Father, Lord, we thank you right now for just the sweeping in of your glory in this house right now. We need your angels to come now too. Lord, would you cause a breaking now, a lifting now, a cracking now, a releasing now of every limitation of familiarity. Let that spirit be broken. We have repented, and I ask right now that there be no familiarity, not even in this house, God. Let it loose this house. I declare an honoring, a respect, and a love to flow amongst this house, amongst this congregation in our own lives. So we thank you right now for breaking that limitation off of us. And Lord, break off now that limitation, that spirit of insecurity that has tried to attack, that has tried to cause us to compare and to be jealous and envious. Let that break now, that limitation of insecurity going now, coming up, coming off, coming all the way out. Ooh, Jesus! we declare freedom and right now every word that's been spoken against us every word right now every limiting word that's been declared or that we've spoken let it break now let it break now everything spoken over this house everything spoken over your marriage everything that was spoken over your finances we command every limiting word to be broken now in Jesus name and in the name of Jesus Christ, we command every spirit of witchcraft and charismatic witchcraft that has caused limitations in our lives. We say be gone now, be broken now by the power and by the blood of Jesus Christ. All witchcraft goes, all limitations, every charismatic witchcraft curse, everything that's been prayed in a wrong way, spoken in a wrong way, prophesied in a wrong way, we see that breaks off of our lives right now. It goes now. In Jesus' name. 
Come on, pray in the spirit. Some of you are feeling like a congestion in your nose, in your head. I command that spirit to break now. All that confusion. Come on, all that desire to give up. All that feeling of numbness and loss of motivation. All the depression, go. All the infirmities, go. Come on, I'm speaking to the fruits of witchcraft. I say break off people tonight. Leave tonight. Anything to do with sexual lusts or perversion, loose. Loose, loose, loose. Jesus, we give you praise. Let your freedom come now. Let your angels come now and bring liberty. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We need you, God. We need help from the heavenlies now. Release every oppressing limitation, even limitations that I haven't listed here tonight. Anything that's limiting my brothers and sisters, that's causing them to feel down or low or depressed or sorrowful or burdened or poverty-stricken, go now in Jesus' name. Come on, marital discord, leave. Fighting and feuding in the home, leave. Come on, all that leaves now. Every limitation. Oh, every addiction. Kids on the drugs. Kids addicted and, and, uh, to alcohol, to gaming, to videos. Every limitation that's in households that is oppressing families. Go. Go. Thank you, Jesus infirmities. We're going to focus on that one for a minute. Come on, if you've been sick in your body and things have been trying to attack your physical body, come on, we command the spirits of infirmity that even fall under the witchcraft curses to break now. Come on, things in the lungs, things in the throat, things to do with coughs and colds and viruses. Go now in Jesus' name. Oh, every kind of illness, infirmity, go in Jesus' name. Every limitation, because when you're sick, you're stuck in the bed. You can't get up. You have no strength. You can't move. No, we say no to every infirmity now. We say no to sickness and disease. We command that to bow its knee to Jesus Christ and to loose the bodies now. In Jesus' name, we speak healing in life. Oh, samba kwasele purasata. I feel like there's, there's worshipers in the room uh, and you're called to worship on instruments and you're called to worship but there were limitations that were spoken over your life by others of words that were spoken. The devil's been trying to limit you and that's going to break off you tonight. It's time now to pick up that instrument again. It's time now to worship the Lord. There's a lot of talent. The Lord is showing me there's talent in the house. There's giftings in the house and you, and you feel you've been like capped. Capped. And it's like you feel like you can't get out and do it you have to the cap comes off right now it comes off right now right now hallelujah sabando sabande sabando sabando sabande sabando sabande 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 in the bakwande sabanda subumbra and i feel like that there's been a cap on some of us here uh tonight in the house of poverty uh, uh your family was poor there were things in your generations where there were issues with money and now i'm hearing gambling and now i'm hearing uh uh, uh, uh wrong spending and there's some of these things that have been putting 
mean they've been uh, from the past, but it's trying to put a limitation on what you need to do now, and you've been struggling. I feel like God's going to break that cap right off you now, that limitation to do with finances. Come on, just receive that breakthrough. God, we thank you, Jesus. No more poverty. Every limitation that was uh, shown to us that's been generational, that we viewed as children, that we absorbed through wrong spending or gambling or issues with poverty and lack and 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 um scarcity we say that that breaks now it breaks now there's no scarcity hallelujah thank you jesus i hear somebody saying it's too expensive it's too expensive i want to tell you it's not too expensive for the lord <laughs> if that's been your language, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. I'm hearing that. We're going to say, when you want to say that, we're going to say, it's not too expensive for the Lord. Come on. Yes. 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 Put your hands on your brain for that one. For some of us, I think a lot of us say that. We look at things as, I can say that too sometimes. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. No. No, no, it's not too expensive for the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah, God. Change our thinking. We just repent for even, you know, we think and then we said it. And then it becomes too expensive and we can't afford it. No. <laughs> we say it's not too expensive for you. And you desire to bring forth every good thing that you've planned. The provision is there. It's already. The provision is already prepared for the call on your life. It's already been provided for. It's there. So, Lord, we declare it's not too expensive for you. And so we just receive right now what you have for us. Thank you, Jesus. There's, there's some of you, you're believing for a home, and you've been saying it's impossible for me. It is possible. I hear the Lord saying, it is possible. Just say that out loud if that's you. It is possible. I will be a homeowner. I will be a homeowner. It is possible. Hallelujah. And for those that want to take it the next step further, income properties. Income properties. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Not too expensive for the Lord. Nothing's impossible. Jesus, we give you praise. All limitations are coming off tonight. Father Lord, we're going to come out of this house tonight. Ooh, so free. So free. So free, so free. Brebe sambro sabambro satande. Aremena subrut shelebabo brende sabombra. Arememe sotoraba shandaraba. Jesus. Jesus. Mm, mm. Oh, samba. I just saw like a dark cape around someone's back. I, we're just going to rip those capes right off. Uh, he's not showing me what that is, but it's some kind of dark cape. They want, and it's not a good cape. And so we're just taking that off right now. Every kind of limitation to do with darkness, to do with oppression, to do with um, sadness or sorrow or heaviness or anything evil that's tried to penetrate us in this season, we say it comes off right now. We just throw that garment off right now. Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Liberate us tonight. Do what you need to do tonight. There's, there's some of you in the house tonight, you've been dealing with a broken heart. There's been a betrayal. 
there's, it, it's a, a relationship that was close to you, and um, there's multiple ones here in the house tonight. Your heart has been broken. The Lord is showing me broken hearts uh, because of, of betrayal in relationships. Go ahead and put your hand on your heart right now. God's going to make it right for you, and he's going to heal your heart right now tonight. Jesus, I thank you, Lord. We forgive and release. We know we need to do that. We do that now. But, Lord, would you just begin to heal hearts right now? There's been betrayals. There's been issues with relationships. And it's, been, it's broken people's hearts. And, and, and you, you were not wrong. They were in the wrong. But you've been broken by it. He's going to heal your heart right now. Come on, everybody, breathe deep. Oh, it's a supernatural thing. One touch from God changes everything. Thank you, Lord. Let the love of God just now pour into our hearts, healing broken hearts, betrayals being washed away. You won't even think about it anymore. It's not going to bother you. You're not going to lose sleep over it. You're not going to shed one more tear over it. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's a great season of joy coming. It's the joy of the Lord. It's going to begin to refresh the body of Christ. Wonderful joy is coming. Wonderful joy. There's been so much mourning. There's been so much crying. There's been so much sorrow. There's been so much uh, sadness. But I hear the Lord saying joy, joy, joy. Joy is being restored. Joy, joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Release that joy, God. Release your joy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, everybody smile. I was in a difficult situation a few days ago, uh, very stressful, and, um, and our minds are very powerful, you know, and I, I was sitting in this very stressful situation for me, and I heard the Lord say, just smile, and as I began to smile, everything began to change, and it's like something shifted right in my atmosphere by my smile. Just smile, everybody. Smile. And I shared that with my mom. And you know what she told me? She said, when you're dealing with someone who's suicidal, there are tips that you can do. And one of them is just smile in front of them. Just smile. And that will help someone who's dealing with a suicidal thought right there. Smile. Everybody smile. I just want to see you smile. <gasps> Hallelujah. Come on, smile. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness, Lord. Oh, <laughs> thank you for your joy. Thank you, God. Put a smile on our face. We choose to smile. We're not going to frown anymore. We're not going to be a frowner or a downer, but we're going to begin to smile, and things are going to begin to shift, and they've shifted here in this house tonight. Amen. We give you praise, God. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. We love you. Amen. The man there with the Nike glasses, you got a cool black bandana on your head. I'd like to pray for you right now. You can have a seat if you like. I'm going to release some prophetic words if that's okay. How are we doing on time? Okay, I'm going to, a few, few little words here, and then um, I'm going to share some of my products that I brought here tonight. God bless you, sir. What's your name? Ebenezer? Cool name. Awesome. Have I prayed for you before? Have I met you? Yes. 
Because that, that name sounds so familiar, but I don't remember a thing about you right now. But God knows, and Lord, I thank you for my brother Ebenezer and for that word of life that you have for him. Ebenezer, I saw him take uh, your cool little do-rag thing off, and he replaced the black one with a white one. And the Lord says that he's touched your mind even tonight. And that there's been something beautiful, something wonderful that shifted even in your thinking, even in your mind. Because the Lord says your mind had been under attack. And there had been confusion that came. And it almost was like the devil was trying to derail you and, and lie to you and say, you're off, you're off track. Get off track. You're not on the right track. But the Lord says you are on the right track. And the Lord says that the healing love of God and God's thoughts now are going to begin to penetrate your mind like never before. The Lord says you're a creative. You are a creative person. You, you, you're going to have songs now begin to come into your head and mind. I see melodies. I see songs. I see words. I see lyrics. I see all these uh, words and notes and, and, and poetry now. And I see things flowing and moving. And it's all for the glory of God, says the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Stephanie and Cody, God bless you. It's good, good to see you back there. I'd like to pray for you guys. Why don't you stand up? And I met your beautiful boy. He's so cute. Yeah, it's good to see you this evening. Lord, I just thank you for this beautiful couple. Oh, and just as you took each other's hands, before you did that, I saw you linked arms together. And the Lord says that you are a, an example of a kingdom marriage. And that the two of you are very powerful together. And the Lord says that he's going to use you with other couples. And he's going to use you in ministry. He says, you are called to minister. He says, yeah, you can do all the other things and work is necessary. He says, but there is a call on your life, both of you. And he's going to begin to open up some doors and he's going to open up your heart. And he's going to begin to use you to pray with other couples that are struggling even with things within the marriage and addictions, I see like things like pornography and addictions coming between marriages. And I see you being able to minister to these young couples. And then I see now a radical group beginning to form, like a worshiping group, radical, fire, different, young, uh, influential. And the Lord says that now's the time to press in for the strategy for this next season. And the Lord says, don't find yourself too busy. Now I see you, Cody, falling on your knees. And I see you beginning to pray and intercede. And I see you beginning to get downloads from the Lord and strategies of how to go forward. And the Lord says he's going to continue to bless you financially. He says you're an intelligent man and you're a provider. And the Lord says that he's going to bring even uh, new ideas, creative ideas, uh, opportunities for, for different revenue streams to come into your life. Uh, and the Lord says that he's going to uh, put ministry even at the forefront of all of your endeavors. And the Lord says even as you honor me, worship me, love me, he says I'm going to cause a all to flow together for your good, says the Lord. God bless you guys. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Paula, I'd like to pray for you. My friend Paula, good to see you tonight. Stretch your hands towards Paula. She's visiting here tonight. Lord, I thank you for my sister. And I thank you for that word of life that you have for her. And even as we are extending our hands to her now, I'm asking, Lord, for a beautiful touch of your love 
to come upon her. And I thank you for that word of life that you have for her right now. And Paula, I just saw you open up your hands. And I just saw you, you had been trying to hold on to some things and your hands were clenched to those things, but now I just saw you open them. And as you opened them, they fell right into the hands of the Lord. And it's like his hands were positioned right under yours and he caught those things. And then I saw him catch it and then I saw him look up at you and look right into your eyes. And I see his eyes burning with fire for you. And now I see that fire jumping right into your eyes. And the Lord says he's going to begin to burn with a new love, with a new fire, with a new flame deep inside of you. And the Lord says, release everything unto me. The Lord says, there's nothing that you can hold on to that I can't get hold of. He says, so now's the time. Don't hold. He says, let go. He says, I've got this. He says, I'm for you. And the Lord says, you're going to see three different miracles take place even in the next three months. The Lord says, it's going to be one after the next after the next. And the Lord says, you're going to give me all the glory. And I see you, um, great breakthrough coming, great liberation in your mind, in your emotions and your thoughts and your family and the Lord says that uh, he says all of this he says was a plan of the strategy to pull you out to even cause you to crumble and to fail and to fall but the Lord says no that I've got you and I just see him picking you up Paula and I see him setting you upright straight and strong says the Lord so Lord we just thank you for Paula we thank you for that word of life Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank Who's this lovely couple here? You're blessing me, sir. What's your name? Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Bo are you together? Yes. Have I met you before? Are you visiting tonight? Wonderful. Yes. I'd like to pray for you guys. Thank you. Amen. Gordon and Diane. Gordon, Diane. Yes. Nice to meet you. Father Lord, stretch your hands towards Gordon and Diane, too. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord saying that you're leaders and that you've been leaders in the community for many years and that um, I see him um, really with, he's placed favor on your lives and you've walked in that favor for a long time and you'll continue to walk in it. And the Lord says you have so much to offer in this season, so much more. The Lord's been stretching you in a new area and in a new way. And I see you guys being very excited and desiring to do the works of the Lord and helping uh, with, with ministry. I see you with hands-on and helping and a desire. I see you sowing seed. I see you putting seed into the kingdom. I see you putting all kinds of seed, financial seed, seeds of, of words, seeds of help, seeds of service, and, um, and there's a few things you've been praying for that you need to see the turnaround for, and, um, and, and especially for, for your wife, I see it heavy on her heart, but now I just see the Lord lifting that burden right up and right off, and I see the answer coming, and I hear the Lord saying that you have prayed, sister, you have prayed and you have prayed and you almost feel like you can't pray anymore. And you've been saying, when is it going to come? When is it going to change? Are you hearing my prayers? And I hear the Lord saying that he has heard and it's now, says the Lord. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, pray. Hey, George, good to see you. Is this your church now? Do you come here? Yes. Hey, isn't it a great church? When you, do you still live in Collingwood? Good to see you. Let's pray for George. Lord, I just thank you for George. I thank you for that word of life that you have for him too. That word that comes straight from your throne. Mm. Amen. 
George, it's like God's doing a wonderful thing inside of you, and you're beginning to realize who you've been called to be all your life. And it's like you've been starting to, it's almost like now I saw a peg that was square that tried to fit in a circle, and that's how you'd felt almost your life, like, don't fit, don't fit. But now it seems like that, that peg became like a circle, and now you fit. And it's almost like he has done such a transformation, such a change. He's reworked you, reformed you, and you're fitting. And you fit. And you're coming into your own. And you're feeling like this is your season. And you're feeling that way because it is your time. It is your season. And now I see you really opening up your heart. And I see you trusting and loving people and embracing people. Because it used to be like you would have preferred to stay alone. And off alone. But now you've been coming out. And you're loving it because he's healing you. Because you fit says the Lord. Amen. Awesome. All right. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to um I'm going to just tell you about a few of my products. If you have not received or bought or read my new book, I read out of it tonight. You saw me. This is going to change your life. This is called Spiritual Detox. It's my latest book. It's a blessing. There are prayers in here. It's going to open up your eyes. There are so many things in our lives that are causing us to be toxic and we don't realize it. You know, I talked about the comparison and the jealousy, that is bad news. But what about things like when we have un, um, uh, unrealistic expectations? That's a big one. When we expect unrealistic things from others or ourselves, I'll tell you what, that can bring a limitation and that can cause uh, a toxicity. Things like even unhealthy relationships. I talk about words as well. And so um, if you would like this book? I want to give one away tonight. Who would really like this book? A lady in the back with the red. Yes. God bless you. I want to bless you with that. hope you enjoy that. Amen. All right. Good. So I have that at the book table. Um, This is the first book I wrote, Closing the Door to Demons. I have that available. Then I also have, um, this is a manual, a self-deliverance and inner healing manual. You work through that at your own pace. It's not a book you pass around, but you actually write in it. And people um, get self-deliverance and inner healing all the time when they read this. And then I wrote a manual, Set the Captive Free. And I talk about uh, many of the sessions that I have taken people through, things I've learned, the do's, the don'ts, the crazy situations, what to avoid, what to do how to build a team, and there's a manual inside that'll teach you how to do all of that. And then I have USBs available, and then I have two new USBs. So if you're familiar with my products, the ones I just listed, you might have them already, but I just produced two new USBs, and I want to talk about those tonight. Uh, The first one is called your time to grow. And here there's four uh, audio, not visual, but audio teachings. The first one's called Your Oil Has a Price, The Importance of Fasting, Consistency as a Christian, and Prepare to Answer the Call. It's our time to grow. It's going to challenge you. I, don't, I, I challenge everybody when I speak because it is time. So if you're ready to grow and you want to get things ready and in order and to answer the call, I'm going to suggest you get this one tonight. And then this one is called Uncovering the Keys to Freedom. And I'm going to talk to you about breaking soul ties, uh, taming your tongue, bitter or better, it's your choice. And then I talked to you about nine spiritual warfare strategies to help you because we are in a battle. Amen? And it's not time to give up. And we need a fight. So I want to encourage you to visit me at the back table and purchase something if you'd like. And we're going to stand up one more time, and I want to pray once more for you guys. And I'm going to hand this back to Pastor John, Pastor Victoria. Thank you, Lord. 
I want to tell you tonight that something has changed. That you're going home not the same. Everybody just lift up your hands. Father Lord, you are so good. And I thank you for what you've done in our hearts tonight. All limitations are broken. And we're stepping in to everything you've called us to do and be. And I pray, Father Lord, even as our hands are lifted now, that you would just pour into us and fill us now with your love, with your joy, with your peace. Would you open up heaven right now and deposit into each one of us what we need now in this moment? We thank you, Lord, for healing bodies, minds, emotions, finances, relationships, marriages, total healing. You are a God that heals. You are still healing today. And we receive what you have in every single way. We receive it now. We say yes to you. Let the peace fill us. Let your love. I declare good sleep over everybody in the house here tonight, over those that are watching. I'm speaking peaceful sleep over you, that when your head hits that pillow, you're out. You're good. You're done. And that dreams and visions will begin to come and fill. If there's been any block and hindrance on your dreams, I say go and now begin to dream in Jesus' name. God dreams full of revelation, full of wisdom, full of direction, full of warning too. Lord, let the revelatory realms open up to us tonight. Let us begin to have dreams and visions. And let us be faithful to write it down. Let us be faithful to, to record what you're showing us and be faithful to pray through what you show us in the night season. And Lord, I'm even going to ask so much as to, Lord, would you release that intercession even upon the body tonight? Lord God, that we would stand in the gap, that we would begin to pray, that we'd begin to intercede. So Lord, I thank you, Father. We're open to you and whatever you're going to do, we say yes to you. Everybody say yes. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Make sure to visit us in person. Visit www.tgpoa.com for more information on how to find us. We hope to see you here soon.